Hey there, and welcome back to Take One, the podcast that brings you just one redeeming page of Talmud every day. At the core of every system of religious belief, if you stop to think about it, is one difficult and urgent question. How should we live? What's right and what's wrong? And how might we tell the difference? In subtle and moving ways, today's staff, Rosh Hashanah 17, gets right to the heart of the matter. It begins by giving us a rare peek into the afterlife, a zone Judaism is infamous for leaving somewhat unexplored. What happens to the wicked after they die? Well, the rabbis have answers. Most ordinary sinners, they say, repair to Gehenna. That's not exactly hell, but we'll leave it at that for now. And marinate there for one year. Then their bodies are consumed, their souls are burned, and the rabbis inform us with a poetic touch, a wind scatters them under the soles of the feet of the righteous. Crime and punishment, so far, so good. But, the rabbis go on sternly, there is a special category of sinners who are condemned to a far harsher treatment destined to linger in Gehenna forever and ever without the sweet relief of annihilation. Who are these super sinners? It's a short list, but it's notable primarily because of the last two entries. Among those whose transgressions are so terrible, they're deemed to be beyond redemption, are those who separated themselves from the community and those communal leaders who cast their fear over their fellow men and women. These days, you hardly have to scour Gehenna in search of these dastardly and doomed fear-mongers. All you have to do is go on Twitter, where, inevitably, someone, well-intentioned or otherwise, will evoke his or her authority in an attempt not to start a conversation or further one along, but to end it and silence the other party. This PhD or MD or JD or what have you would typically entertain one or two rounds of honest and innocent exchange before resorting to the battle cry of the meritocracy. I'm an expert, bub, so shut up and listen to what I have to say. It wasn't for nothing that the wise ancient rabbis lumped together these petty authoritarians with those who separate themselves from the community. To evoke one's position for its own sake, be it one's education or wealth or station in life, is to argue against the very possibility of community, a living and breathing organism where the most refined among us and the crassest live cheek by jowl. It's an easy point to miss, so the page returns to it a few lines later, this time with a charming and moving story. Here's a little taste of it. The Gemara continues, Come in here. Beloria, the convert, once asked Rabban Gamliel, It is written in your Torah, The great, mighty, and awesome God who favors no one. Deuteronomy 10.17 And elsewhere it is written, The Lord shall show favor to you and give you peace. Numbers 6.26 How, Beloria wants to know, can this contradiction be resolved? This very exposition to the story contains multitudes. First, it makes sure we know that the person asking the question, Beloria, is a woman as well as a convert, meaning someone on the very periphery 
of her society's traditional patriarchal hierarchy. And her question is as insightful as it is provocative, suggesting to us that all humans, not just the properly accredited ones, may possess profundity and wisdom and intelligence. A woman and a convert in those days was not supposed to know the Torah so well, and yet here comes Beloria, bless her heart, and asks a wonderful question. How did the rabbis answer? Had they been members of our modern-day meritocracy, they might have simply told Gloria that the answer is too complicated to understand unless you'd attended the finest educational institutions, or maybe brushed her off with some condescending answer, or maybe questioned her motives as somehow politically inspired and therefore sinister. But the rabbis did precisely the opposite. Because they understood that authority works best, in fact, that authority works at all, only when it's a two-way street, a real dialogue between those who are learned and powerful and the people they wish to lead, they showed Gloria real respect. Hearing Beloria's question, Yossi the priest jumps in, passionate to answer it. He tells her a fable about a king and two of his subjects, and the story's moral is clear. When God said he'll favor us, he was referring to sins committed against the Almighty himself. When he said he'll favor no one, he was talking about sins committed against fellow human beings. In other words, Yossi says, God can easily forgive you when you offend only him. But if you offend another person, well, you better make sure you get them to forgive you because not even the Creator Himself can absolve us of our responsibility for each other. That is a staggering view, not only of how society should operate, but also of how we should treat each other. Expertise matters. Education matters. But none of us have a monopoly in wisdom, let alone truth. So next time we find ourselves in some heated debate with someone who sees the world exactly unlike us, I hope we can remember Beloria and speak to each other with an open mind and an open heart. This has been Take One, a production of Tablet Studios. If you enjoy this show, and I hope you do, please Go and rate and review us on iTunes or whatever platform you use to listen to podcasts. Each week, we'll be releasing new episodes Monday through Friday, covering the entire weekly portion of Dafyomi. I'm your host, Leah Leibowitz, and our producers are Josh Cross, Sarah Fredman-Ader, and Robert Scarmuccia, with help from Quinn Waller. For more information, go to tabletmag.com slash takeone or email us at takeone at tabletmag.com. You could find us on Twitter at takeone.fiomi or join our Facebook group by searching for Take One Podcast. I hope we've made your day a little bit more Talmudic and we'll see you again soon. Take One.